announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are highlighting and sharing the stories behind the scenes of the pioneers and entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry forward. No challenge is too great. And although there are many inevitable challenges in the cannabis and hemp industry, there is nothing like being a problem solver and innovating one of the most exciting cash-rich industries in the world right now. Our guest today, Mr. Joe Brennan, started... What? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Mr. Joe Brennan started pioneering CBD back in 2013 after he lost his father and uncle back-to-back to pharmaceutical medicine. After that, Joe knew that it was his mission to help everyone that he could with the power of hemp-derived CBD products. This led to his first CBD retail store to open in Columbus, Ohio in 2016. Since then, Joe has opened an education center to the retail store, offering free classes every Wednesday at 6 p.m., free to the public. The company also offers nationwide wholesale distribution of the highest quality lab tested CBD products on the marketplace. Can't wait to hear more about this. I'm super passionate about education. How you doing? Thanks for being on today, Joe. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be on this channel. So yeah, I'm able to answer all these questions and get to the bottom of this whole thing. Yeah, I'm super excited. Let's start back at the beginning though, because that's a tough That is a tough, tough entry point in to have to go through such a significant sacrifice. What happened with your uncle and your dad that sort of sparked your interest in CBD? Yeah, definitely. So back in 2013, my father passed away due to liver complications. He had been on a whole array of medication for 15 years. He cut his arm in an accident. Basically, they said he would never use his arm again. And so they put him on a a lot of different drugs, you know, the Percocets, Anitripoline, He eventually ended up on methadone after he called in and said, I just can't do these pills anymore. They're just taking a toll. So they put him on methadone and that basically led to 15 years later, his liver and kidneys shutting down. And so he was 61 years old at the time. So pretty young. Wow. Um, So actually my little brother and I, who my little brother's 20 years younger than I, we actually had to make the decision in the hospital to pull the plug on our father because, you know, they kept pressuring, you know, we've got other people and there's just not a lot that can be done. There was no liver transplant at the time available for him. And so basically we had to make that decision and it, it was a tough one. Luckily, our father prepared us our whole lives for the whole 
you know, death thing that it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. It's, you know, so we, you know, it is hard for us as it possibly could have been, I guess. Literally two months later, our uncle Tim, who was his brother passed away from, he had lung cancer, got diagnosed with lung cancer, and then they put him on chemo. And basically he did, I think six or seven rounds. And the last round, the doctor said, Hey, this is probably going to be the one that does him in. It's a real strong dose of this certain pill. And sure enough, it was true. I sat by his bedside that day and he passed away that day from that, from that pharmaceutical. It was, and those were the pinnacles of our family. So, you know, they were the ones that did all the cooking, all the, all the fun having and all the kind of stuff at the family reunions and stuff like that. And so pretty much after they passed away, kind of slowed down a lot with the family functions and stuff. But long story short, right after that, and by the way, my uncle was 51 years of age. Oh my God. So, you know, seeing that I'm 41, that's 10 years from now for me. So it just kind of, you know, so when they passed away, it really hit home. And, you know, it was just one of them things where it was devastational to the whole family. They were just gone in a blink of an eye. There was no preparation. <sighs> you know, there was no notice. It was just one of them things that just happened. And so, you know, back then I knew nothing about CBD. I knew nothing about the endocannabinoid system. I had never heard these terms. And so right after that, a couple months after that, happened i was flipping through the news and i saw the cnn specials with sanjay gupta weed one out in colorado treating little kids with seizures with cbd i was flipping through the stations and i just i saw somebody putting an oil underneath a little girl's tongue and i said go back go back go back and i just knew there was something to it and i started watching and they started talking about you know cbd oil from hemp it's not thc it doesn't get you high and it's helping kids with seizures and Something just came over me as tears are streaming down my face. I basically just, you know, I, I had this thing inside my head. My dad said, you know, Joe, you couldn't help us, but you're going to go help the world with this. And you're going to go tell the, the world about this. And that's your mission. And so at the time I was doing real estate, you know, I was flipping houses, doing all this stuff. And I basically just put all that aside and started buying CBD oil and just going around everywhere, helping people with it. Just, I would see a need and I would say, Hey, have you ever tried this? And you know, one thing that always rang out, my, my dad always said, you know, Joe, if you want to do something in this life, help somebody, go out and help somebody. And so that just kept on ringing in my head over and over as I'm just kind of discovering this whole CBD thing. I saw a pathway to go out and help people with this product. And I just kind of knew in my heart that it was why I'm on this planet. My whole mission, my gift of the gab could actually be used for a, a beneficial thing for once. And I just started researching this plant. I just started researching everything about the endocannabinoid. And back in 2013, there wasn't, there wasn't a, a ton, a lot of information. No, there's not. So, so I basically <laughs> verbatim every Ralph Mashulam video, every Bob Melamed video, every, you know, Russo video, you know, I know all that stuff from watching YouTube over the years and just educating myself with, which led to understanding physiology because the funny thing is is once you understand the endocannabinoid system it kind of leads you down a path of basic understanding of physiology between all the systems in the body you know your endocrine system your your immune system all these different systems that do different things turns out the endocannabinoid system regulates all those systems so by default understanding the cannabis plant understanding the endocannabinoid system leads you to understanding a lot more which makes you a little more I guess, powerful and able to help people, basically. Man, this is such an incredible story. And what incredible teachings that your father left you with. 
I have to be honest and say that that hits a little bit close to home for me. My father's a trans- liver transplant survivor of 20 years and my stepmother donated a kidney to him to save his life. Wow. And she, 14 months later, was diagnosed with second stage non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and has been thriving in her diagnosis. Um, No chemo, nothing like that. She opted to use all holistic approach to the cancer and has just done incredible. Also, I'm not sure how much you know about us, but we have this pretty significant following online of over a million people from around the world. And I get to hear stories like this all the time where too little, too late, you know, it's a a lot of the motivation behind them wanting to be a part of the industry or wanting to be, you know, wanting to try something different themselves. So I guess my question for you is, you know, what have it, Ohio too, what a, what an incredible state to be in. That is like one of the more conservative, one of the more conservative places to be. So what was the reception like when you opened up your depot right there downtown? Right. 2016, right. that was so fresh and new. It, it was. Uh, and so I had to be very careful how I orchestrated the marketing, the logo and things like that. First and foremost, we're not a vapor store. We're not a head shop. We don't sell glass. We don't sell papers. We don't sell, you know, we're, we're not like that at all. And so I didn't want to have that vibe, that image, that that feeling at all. And so what I did was with my logo, I created Columbus Botanical Depot. I can kind of maybe put it on here. Yeah, so I can see, see it. And you can see the CBD in the logo. Yeah. Um, Columbus Botanical Depot. And so that's kind of a thing that I did to, you know, for people that can see that, they can see the CBD there, but it's, you know, it's not being advertised as a, as a CBD oil store. And so, you know, previous to that, I was doing a lot of consignment around Columbus. I was going around to different health food stores and stores like that and put, putting these products in their store on consignment mm-hmm. and training the staff and getting them educated. Cause back then again, nobody really knew a whole lot. And so I was doing a lot of that all around Columbus and getting these products in stores. And then I was doing a lot of home calls and going to people's houses with this stuff. And also I was doing a lot of shows and festivals around town and around Ohio, just kind of doing a pop-up tent and giving it to people. Everybody that walked by here, let me, have you tried CBD? And I'd give people just one milligram actually. There's there's a a product plus CBD. They make a a little spray and literally everybody that walked by, Hey, and everybody would let me port this product in their mouth and they haven't met me from Adam. It was, it was, you know, a big trust thing, I guess at that point, but people would come back to the booth and say, Oh my God, I've, my back pain's gone. My anxiety's gone. My, you know, all these different things. And I started learning that this is not a snake oil. This is not uh, some fad that's going to come and go. This is not, you know, because people wonder how does this thing work for so many different things? Well, along my journey, I discovered that, you know, it's the CBDs interacting with the endocannabinoid system. And that's why it works for so many different things is because the endocannabinoid system is the regulating system that monitors all the other systems and promotes homeostasis within the body. And so, you know, as I'm going through my journey with people just calling me constantly and sharing their testimonies and their stories with me, I started to gather information about, okay, these certain products help with this, this, these certain products help with that. And I started getting a dialogue with all of this. And so from 2013 to 2016, that's what I was doing. So in 2016, I opened up 
the CBD oil store in Clintonville, Ohio, right off of High Street. And I know right where that is. Yeah, at Pace Mountain High. It's in Clintonville, a little bit south of North Broadway, a little bit north of Weber. So we're right in the heart of Clintonville. And it was the perfect place. I mean, you know, just the area, everybody's very progressive, everybody's into health and stuff like that. And so it was literally the perfect place to launch this back in 2016 as one of the first CBD stores really out there. And so it was just me. I pretty much uh, was there by myself for quite some time and I didn't want to do any advertising at all. That was my whole thing. Everybody thought I was crazy because you know, a new business, you need to advertise, you need to do all this. But I just said, no, I just want to try this organically. And I want to see if I can create customer service that will spread by the word of mouth rather than advertising CBD oil here and there. That's not my thing. I just, I wanted to start low and slow and kind of just help as many people as I can with as much customer service as I can, because especially back then, nobody knew anything. So each interaction was a good 30, could be 40 minutes with each customer. So it was good that I was kind of slow in the beginning because I could spend that time with people. And so I didn't advertise at all for literally a year straight. And or, you know, basically it grew the, the company. The word of mouth just started spreading like wildfire that we were there and that, you know, somebody was educated and they have compassion, they care, they listen. And more and more people just started coming. And then we got put on the news and then more people started coming and it literally hasn't slowed down since then. So where are you now? You've been in business three and a half years. Where yeah. are you guys now and what's next? Well, we've got about 11 employees on the payroll now, whereas literally a year ago, it was maybe two or three. We have opened a, so we have this retail store and right next door, we're right in the middle of three retail spaces. And so as the other two on either side of us kind of came and went, we rented those spaces as well and continued to kind of grow. And so we rented the space on the left to us and it is our education resource center. So every week we have free classes that are open to the public. We advertise on Eventbrite and Facebook under events. And do you fill up? Do a lot of people show up? Yeah, we, I think our highest was about 23 people. Cool. So, you know, and that's getting close, you know, our spaces, uh, set up in a way that about 25, 26 people is about the max we can hold right there in that particular setup and arrangement. But it's really grown. We've been doing it for a little less than a year, right around a year or so. And the same people show up, but also new people show up. Are they free classes? They are. Yeah. We, we don't charge anything for them. They're open to the public. And so what we do is uh, each month we have a different spotlight brand. So um, last month was Select CBD which is a brand that's, that's I know them well. very popular brand. And so basically for the month we do the brand spotlight where we offer 10% off in the store after the class for people that attend. And then we also do a sampling session in the beginning where we sample out all the different products they have to the customers so they can get an idea of what it's like. Then we do our education piece and each week is different. So the first Wednesday is a CBD 101, kind of goes over the basics. The second week, a lot of times, is a specific class. Last week, it was the about the immune system. And then the third week, we have a medical cannabis recommendation doctor come in, Dr. Bridget. She comes in and does a class and brings in people that are interested in getting medical marijuana recommendations in Ohio. And then the fourth week, we do something fun 
this month it's going to be a trivia. So we're going to have this hemp trivia class where whoever gets the most answers right wins this big basket of CBD. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So fun. I love this. I definitely want to share this with my community. I think it's going to be really exciting. And I have some incredible brands who are right in your area too, who are, who would be a great fit for that. I would only recommend products that I know are of the absolute highest, absolute highest quality. I've been in, my husband and I have been in the space for about 35 years. And so I feel really confident in my ability to identify bullshit. (laughs) Unfortunately, there are a ton of just like not great brands out there. And the ones who, the ones who are doing really great generally don't have like the significant marketing budget to be able to put themselves across all the channels and be really widely recognized. So I'd love to get you connected with some of those brands. Actually, one of them is right there in Connecticut and has an amazing like mocha and tapioca flavored liposomal tincture. Incredible. Like just totally love it. And they're great. They're just such great people. So I'll definitely get you connected with them. And I think what you're doing is so amazing. I love this. I'm just like so super inspired. What do you think for you? Like, what do you think is the landscape that we're entering into as an industry? You've been a part of this for long enough to know sort of the trials and tribulations and the challenges and all of that stuff. And at your phase of growth, there's a whole new set of challenges around growing. Um, But I'd love to hear from you, like, where do you think the industry is going to be in the next three years? Well, in the next three years, I think a lot of the laws and implications bringing hemp to the marketplace hopefully will be set. You know, there's, there's a lot of CBD and hemp being grown across the United States, and there's a lack of processing facilities. There's a lack of lab testing facilities. And so there's a lot of things that are lacking to support this industry to bring hemp into commerce, basically. And so there's a lot of things along the way that kind of need dealt with on federal levels, on state levels, on agricultural board levels. And there's all these different things that kind of have to come together and work together in order to bring the hemp plant to the marketplace and in a way that's going to benefit everybody, the farmer all the way to the end end user. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's no crop insurance. So the farmers, basically the, the thing they're saying right now to farmers is only grow enough hemp that you can afford to lose. So, you know, because there are no insurances, if you're, you know, if your hemp goes above 0.3 trace amounts of THC, well, now you can't sell it on the CBD market. You have to sell it on the industrial market. And so, you know, that can be a big problem for a lot of farmers that are growing it for CBD and now all of a sudden they can't. And so there's just so many problems, you know, going along with that, that I think are going to get fixed within the next year and a half, hopefully. And then from that point forward, I think the, the market will open up to textiles, to all these different products that hemp can be used for, because, you know, it's not just the CBD, it's also the textiles, the, you know, the, the hemp wood, the hemp creek, and all these products that are, you know, eco-friendly that can literally replace a lot of this stuff. I think hemp straws just got released yesterday, I saw a thing. And that's, I've been waiting on that my whole life. I mean, hemp straws would just change everything. And so- That's so cool. I saw hemp wood too. Yep. yep. So hemp, cool. It's a big one. It's a big one. And, you know, they're looking at replacing a lot of that stuff 
that they're using old kinds of wood and stuff like that. I mean, that's a huge industry right there. Even the box truck industry, the 18 wheelers, you know, if they switch over from their Brazilian wood that they use in those trucks over to hemp wood, then that's a huge industry right there. And so I'm big, so significant. Yeah, I, it is because big pushes like that. So that's what it's going to take to get this whole thing going over to be sold on the public market is big companies like that, that will sign a contract and, basically commit to this hemp wood, for example, that they're going to use in their 18 wheelers to replace all that wood, that Brazilian wood that they use is coming to an end in the forest that they get it from. They can't, the supply is dwindling down. So they're really looking at this hemp wood concept to just replace it all. So if that happens, there's going to have to be implications set in place for that to actually go to commerce. And so not a lot of people understand all the problems and things in between all that. And so that's what's kind of getting worked out right now. And I think within a year, that'll, that should all hopefully be fixed. So then that's not even talking about the federal issue we have with banking. So that's going to have to be probably the biggest thing is banking institutions are going to have to get on board with this or it's never going to come to market. It's never going to come to commerce because it, 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 it basically just can't because nobody can, can buy or sell commodities without putting the money somewhere. And so until the feds get on board and, and allow banking institutions to accept hemp money and differentiate between maybe medical marijuana money and hemp money, but see, it all has to be a whole. They can't, there's just too many issues with that because on one hand, if it's 0.3, it's hemp, but if it's 0.4, it's marijuana. So they just have to federally legalize <laughs> the whole thing. It's I mean, all the same. It is all <laughs> just the same. genetically modified. <laughs> That's all that it is. Different levels of compounds in the plant. That's all it is. The whole yeah, plant. That's literally all it is. I am. Um, I'm really curious to know what the landscape is because I mean, Ohio is one of the famous places for industrial farming in the country. What is the landscape there right now with hemp farms popping up all over the place? Are there a lot of first year farmers popping up there? Or is it still not yet widely adopted. It's not too widely adopted yet. You know, House Bill 57 recently passed a couple months ago and that legalized hemp in the state of Ohio. Previous to that, the pharmacy board came out with a ruling, not, not really a ruling, but a statement saying that all cannabinoids have to run through the medical marijuana program in Ohio. They didn't really differentiate between hemp derived CBD and medical marijuana derived CBD. And so basically House Bill 57 was adopted to differentiate between the two. And so it finally got passed about two months ago. So since then, people have been applying, you know, through the farm board to grow hemp and, and go through the process of that. And so there are, you know, I do believe there are seeds in the ground and there, there's more and more coming, but it's just kind of shaky right now because there's just not, you know, there's no crop insurance, there's no, and there, there's limitations, there's restrictions. And so everything is still in the developmental phases right now. I mean, you know, plants are going in the ground, but there just needs to be that system in place that ensures that these farmers can grow these crops and that they're actually going to be sellable on the market. And all that has to be kind of insured along the way or why are these farmers going to switch over from corn or, or soy or whatever that they've been supporting their family for generations a lot of farmers are generational farmers and they don't 
they're not willing to just up and switch over from what's supported their family for generations over to hemp, which has no real concrete laws in place that's going to ensure that if they do that, are they going to be able to get a return or are they going to basically just lose it all? Do you see yourself doing any educational classes in your area around hemp farming? You know, that's, that's a whole thing they've been talking about is implementing these classes that can, that these farmers can go to, to understand hemp because, you know, hemp is a very complex, cannabis is a very complex plant and there's many different facets to it that you have to understand in order to be effective at growing it, producing it and so forth because you know, your soil depends on a lot of different things. You know, if you have the right soil, you don't need the pesticides. And there's just all these different things. Hemp is a completely different animal than soy and corn and all this other stuff. And you're growing it technically for the compounds in it. Hemp, hemp, you're growing hemp as a vehicle to produce cannabinoids, basically. You know, that's the whole thing is hemp is a vehicle for the compounds in it. So depending on how you grow it, where you grow it, what kind of soil, what kind of elevation, what kind of sunlight, all these different things will cause the plant to express itself or express, express its genetics in a way that could somehow potentially become illegal if it's grown in conditions that, that the THC expresses a little bit more than it should. You know, and so they're testing the, the crops all along the way and there's just there's a lot of things going on that could detract a lot of people from wanting to do it. I, I see that too. And I also see a lot of like significant risk takers just being like, fuck it, we're going to do it. <laughs> they do. People with the money, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's a big, pretty big significant contrast. One that I hope to see level out a little bit is, you know, how money is still governing the way that this, that this industry is developing. And it's really a grassroots industry. The, the ones who, have pioneered have almost been left in the dust. And there's a lot of like what I call second or third generation entrepreneurs coming in right now and really shifting the way that the landscape is being laid. So it's a very interesting time. I think that the commodity around CBD is going to shift quite a bit. And I think we're going to move more into the other cannabis, you know, awareness around the other cannabinoids and starting to create derivatives or products that are focused on CBG or THCA or, you know, CBN or, you know, any of the acids or terpene specific without the infusion of um, CBD. It's, it's going to be a pretty incredible time to, to witness. And, and I think we'll just continue to go through this sort of process. A lot of folks think that in the next three years, big business is going to take it over. I still think we have about five years or so before too many of the big business brands come in and try and, and try and standardize it. Because I think that they want to want us to continue to... <laughs> work out the cogs. I would love to see some CBD or cannabis money go into buying some banks around here so we can actually get to business. But uh, other than that, I think that we're on a pretty good trajectory to, you know, continue to create massive change. What is one major goal for your company right now that you guys are working towards? So one, so we're getting ready to open Cincinnati Botanical Depot. That's, that's, yeah, I just got a lease down in Oakley, Cincinnati, which is kind of right next to Hyde Park, Indian Hills, that kind of area down there before the bridge. And so that's kind of been my vision from the beginning was with the whole logo, the CBD Columbus Botanical Depot, Cincinnati Botanical Depot, eventually Cleveland Botanical Depot. And so, you know, it's been three years now, and I think I'm at a point where 
I understand the business enough to where I can not spread myself too thin and go down to Cincinnati and open another one to another community that's almost identical to Clintonville. It's almost scary how uh, synchronistic everything is between the two. <laughs> you know, you got the hair salon in the front, you've got the, you know, the rest, and it's kind of the same setup as what we have in Columbus. And so I think it'll go over real well. But you know, that's the main focus is getting that store set up and set up in a way that I can bring the right people in. You know, I, I think the secret to our success is the customer service. I believe that anybody can sell CBD. You know, you can get it at grocery stores, CVS and all these other places now. But, you know, the main thing is, is who knows about these products? Who can help the customer in the most effective way to guide them and navigate them through all the different choices as to what product they want to use. And so that's kind of what sets us apart from all these other outfits is that, you know, we deal with each customer individually and find out exactly what's going on with them so that we can try to recommend the right product for them. And so finding the right people to do that is not always easy. You know, you've kind of got to be an empath, you've got to be a listener, you've got to have compassion, you've got to have passion for this plant and passion to help people. And I think with all of those things going on internally with an individual empowers them to be the best they can be for this plant. Because, you know, the hemp plant is a, is a multifaceted thing. And so, so that's the main focus is basically education, making sure that the people that are helping people with this plan are fully educated. Here in Ohio, we have the Cleveland School of Cannabis, which has recently, about a year ago, moved down to Columbus. So now they have a Columbus School of Cannabis that on our website, we have a link that saves you $100 off the MCC certification, which is a weekend course that you can take and uh, get a certification, kind of goes over the basics and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's education first. And so, you know, as, as cannabis continues to, and hemp continues to show itself in more and more places, there's going to be more and more people wondering about it. And the right information needs to get to these people. Um, and that really comes from educating ourselves, basically. And so that's really the focus is education. It's the missing link to this whole equation, I think. Yes, I agree. I was just talking about this. My husband and I created a certification program um, called the Natural Health Coach Certification, and we're training people to be able to understand the health and science of CBD, the past, present, and future, so they can be accurate representatives of where we are, where we've been, where we're going, um, and more, more importantly, how to select and use products so that we are experiencing the results that we're actually looking for. And it's been a really incredible process. I mean, a lot of the folks that are coming on board with our training are, um, you know, retired EMTs or fire chiefs. They're, um, you know, they're paralegals and they want to specialize in one or two specific areas that they know CBD can be useful for. Um, like we have one person who specializes in childhood sexual abuse. We have another who specializes in Parkinson's. We have another who specializes in, um, you know, epileptic or colitis um, type inflammatory um, or autoimmune disease. It's just, it's so incredible to see their passion and purpose come to life. And we have partnered up with multiple doctors and we train a lot of the staff for retail locations. Um, we help retail locations offer, you know, online access to a consultant if they need it. We're working with like, 
um, a fully HIPAA compliant software that allows people to have private access to their recommendations and it allows retail stores to diversify you know, the audience that they're serving because now they can have access to these professionals that are connected to their stores, but they're selling the products and inventory from their location to these online clientele. So it's been a really, really good mix. And we're noticing again with the hyper focus on education that people are experiencing a lot more success with their products. They're not, you know, spending money and then never using the product. Um, and it, it's really supporting the professional image in the communities, you know, especially the more conservative communities, but it's really supporting the professional image of this industry. So I'm, I'm all for the education. I love your live event situation that you're doing. I think that's fantastic. Would love to share that with our community for sure. What are some key pieces of advice that you could offer some folks who are looking at getting into the industry and perhaps are uncertain of their entry point or maybe need, you know, some, some words of wisdom from somebody who's a little bit further down the line. What are, what are some key considerations or pieces of advice that you would offer? Absolutely. So that's a great question because everybody kind of, well, not everybody, but a lot of people want to get into this industry in some way, shape or form, and they don't know where to go because just like, education on cannabis, it's a rabbit hole. It goes very deep. So yeah. <laughs> you've really got to, so, so really what I like to say is that to, to figure out what your passion is, figure out what, what is heartfelt for, for the individual. Are you interested in, you know, helping people at the end user product level? Are you interested in seeing the hemp plant uh, push forward in legislation, advocacy, things like that, you know, figure out what, where your passion lies Align that with what your, your natural talents are, be it, are, do you have the gift of gab? Are you a good salesperson? Are you a good intermediary? Can you take information and, and, and break it down to Barney level so people can understand it? <laughs> you know, all these different things, you've got to kind of figure out, you know, where you kind of fall into that uh, placement, you know, do what, what makes you feel good. Because I've noticed that, you know, I, this is a passion thing for me because I wanted to help people. And so, I've kind of been lucky enough to fall into my life mission, in my opinion, because what I do is not work. It's, you know, it's, it's my life goal. I never clock out. It's just something that I'm always doing. And so it makes me feel good to continue to go to, to do that every single day. And so I think that's the mission. Don't get into this industry to make money. I think that that is the biggest secret right there. If you're getting into this because you see money and you see opportunity for financial gain, I think that that's a category that you'll place yourself in from the beginning and the energetics of the hemp plant will not allow you to be successful, in my opinion. Oh I my think, God, I agree. Okay, go I think, you know, there's bioenergetics that the plants have. All plants put off signals. They put off frequencies, if you will. And I believe that the right people who have the right heart and, and want to see this healing plant help people. I think that the hemp plants bioenergetics kind of assist the people along the way to bring hemp to, to revolution. And so the people who are kind of on the other end of the fence, who just see this as an opportunity to make money, I think that the hemp plant will allow them to invest their money, but into the generation of the hemp plant, but I don't know how far they'll get. And so I've seen it with, with a lot of different people and companies, they get into it and then they just kind of go to the wayside. I think that intention is the most important thing 
in this industry is if your intentions are correct, then the hemp plant will allow you to fulfill those intentions for it to help others. And so I think that we're just conduits to allow the hemp plant to reach somebody that maybe it couldn't on a previous level. And so that's the thing, you know, get into it with what your heart tells you to do with what you love to do and what your talents are and, and just investigate everything and just kind of take it low and slow, kind of like you do with, with oils and things and, you know, just treat it all with compassion and care and for the right reasons. And I think that anybody can be successful with those tools. I love it. What great, great pieces of advice. And I'll just piggyback on the back of that in today's words of wisdom segment of the interview. I will say that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if, and not, not only the plant, but the people can tell if you're just in it for money. And, you know, although there is an incredible income to be derived from this. Might have been. It's <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you're in this to make money, although there's certainly like, why would you get into business if you can't make money, right? But at the same time, it can't be the governing factor or the reason why. There has to be something larger, a bigger mission that you want to that you want to invoke. Otherwise, you will find yourself in trouble and people will be able to just see right through that. Secondarily is really knowing and understanding like what your purpose and passion is. Play to your strengths and partner with the people who have who can fulfill your weaknesses. Mark Cuban said, hire your weakness. That's step one. And always do the piece of your business that is best for you. Stay and, and if you don't understand what that is, because you're used to being a do-it-all-yourself kind of a person, take some time and investigate, you know, do some profile testing or whatever, and figure out what your strength is and play to that. A second, the, the final thing that I will say is, Build a business that allows you to leverage your resources that you already have and then understand the ones that are missing so that you can accumulate them before making a move. Warren Buffett build, built his entire fortune based off of timing. And it's important for you guys as you're moving into this to watch the timing. Don't do it just because you're excited, but do it when the timing is right for you. And take your time to accumulate the resources and relationships, tools, strategies, tactics, you know, that you need in order to make an educated move into this new and exciting space. Otherwise, it's like a virgin in bed with a girl for the first time. You'll just lose yourself all over the place and it'll yeah. be over before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, analogy. <laughs> Perfect analogy. And then you're just going to be like, oh God, what happened? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard to recover from. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to make you blush, but I couldn't oh, think of a better weird. analogy. Yeah, it's true. You know, business is a whole series of getting in bed with, with or without people, and so you just, you. I use that analogy because I think it's, I think it's perfectly relevant to to watch people just like with so much excitement, and then all of a sudden get burnt out in their first few weeks because they can't, they don't have the the right resources, relationships, resources, you know, or research that right. like, it requires to be successful in this space. So that are, those are my words of wisdom. And I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Would love to continue our conversation to find out how you, we can integrate you into our community. I think it would be sure. a really great fit. Any last words before we finish today's interview? Well, I definitely appreciate the opportunity to, you know, talk to all of your viewers and just introduce myself. And, you know, I'm, 
like I said before, I never clock out for the hemp plant. I've been clocked in since 2013 and I won't clock out till I leave this earth. So anybody that wants to contact me about anything at all, be it, you know, I have a grandma that needs something. I have, you know, just educate me on this, the CB1 receptor, you know, anything at all, I'm available. My number and, and my contact information can definitely be a part of this. And I encourage anybody to contact me with any questions that they may have or anything at all. Um, I just, you know, I'm just here for the hemp plant, basically. Man, you opened up a flood box there. So all well, your contact information, <laughs> yeah, I did well. that once before, man. I was like, holy smokes. But uh, <laughs> um, all of the contact information, social media handles and websites will be posted in our blog post right around this video here. So make sure that you check them out on Columbia. What is it? CBD Health. Or uh, Yes, yes. Or columbusbotanicaldepot.com. They all go to the same place. Okay, perfect. So you guys can check them out there on their website. Contact information will also be listed if you have personalized questions or information that you are searching for. This is another episode of the Hemp Health Revolution. If you are a client looking for products you can trust to deliver the results that you are looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or existing business looking to to troubleshoot the many challenges that come along with this incredible industry. Check us out at theemeraldcircle.com for resources, relationships, tools, tactics, tricks, or a community who gets where you're coming from or knows where you're on your way to. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye for now. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.